the Mel Gedroyd podcast. Hey there, it's Mel G. This week on our little podcast, we're going to be talking about oh, bobble hats, fritters, black tie, that kind of thing. If you like it, then do have a listen to me every Saturday lunchtime from one on magic. There will be a lot more chat and some great tunes thrown in for good measure. Hey, little Bush chuckling there in the background. Hey, how's it going? Oh, lovely to see you, Bush. How are you? I'm really good. I love the start of the show. Matey. What about that? Didn't you just feel... I slightly felt that I had a dress on with a slit in the dress, sort of up to the thigh. Yeah, and a top hat on. Yeah. And I noticed... Was I right in saying that every time you took one step down uh, on stage, they lit up, a bit like a Michael Jackson video? Yes. I think that's what happened. And I was wearing, I don't know if you noticed... A pair of very high character shoes. You did. They were very high character high shoes. High character. You know, like they wear on Strictly? Yeah. I'm obsessed with their shoes. So tell me, define a high character. So, a high character shoe is... <laughs> is <laughs> so, it's like... Okay, imagine like a shoe that your mum might have worn in the 70s. Quite strappy with a bit of a heel. Okay. Uh, it's a dancer's version of that called a character shoe. I, it sounds to me like the kind of shoe I'd go over on my ankle, really. You know oh, when you do, do your ankle goes in and out? Yes, a rolling <laughs> ankle. Roll yeah. your ankle. Yeah. <laughs> I like the noise that goes with that. It's a horrible thing, isn't it? Watch out on Strictly for the character shoes. They're, they are absolutely marvellous. Usually copper-coloured, gold, copper or silver. Is it only the ladies or can um, the fellas the wear them as well? The guys wear a sort of um, a soft jazz shoe, don't they, normally? I would love... Do you know what I'd love to have a go at, Mel? Bit of tap. Bit of tap dance. Oh. Just put a couple of bits of metal on me normal shoes and just have a little go at a bit of tap. Mate, you've got to see 42nd Street. Is that all tap? 68 people on stage. It's the largest cast, I believe, in London's West End at the moment. It's unbelievable. I've always fancied myself. Do you ever get that feeling you might be particularly good at something that you've never tried? Yeah. I kind of think, do you know what? I reckon I might be quite good at it. You do tap. yoga, you do football. You're very good at broadcasting. Why Thank not you. tap? You need to get into an adult tap class. Believe you me, they are quality. There's one down the road from us. Yeah. I'm sorely tempted to join. Oh. It's a raggle-taggle bunch of all sorts doing adult tap together. But how good, though? I imagine they put on some form of, from some form of end-of-year performance. No one wants them. <laughs> no one wants them. They do five minutes oh. in the uh, end-of-year dance school performance because they're attached to the local dance school. Yeah. They're given very, very little time on stage, mate, but they're always my absolute favourite part. So are they a bit ragged then as a bunch because yeah. they're just older? And... Yeah, the lead lady, I'm not going to lie, slightly, um, <laughs> she's like sort of, she's like uh, a Diana Dawes meets <laughs> Bonnie Tyler, covered in tattoos, <laughs> quite, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't mess with her. Put no, you wouldn't muck about with her. That's she's true. very, very nimble on her feet. Really? But looks like she could literally... <laughs> Take you down by the calves. She's majestic. Are you young at heart, Bush? I generally tend to feel that I am quite young at heart, but there's certain days when I get into work. Do you ever have those days where you just think, I haven't, I, I haven't got anything left? Oh. I just feel quite tired. Matey, I looked in the mirror the other day. I don't want to, you know, I don't want this all to be about me, but <laughs> here we go. Strap up. It's going to be five minutes. I looked in the mirror the other day. To my absolute horror, I realised... I've got some vertical wrinkles. <laughs> vertical wrinkles? Yes. Define a vertical wrinkle. That's just a wrinkle that runs from top of your head to bottom of your head. It's it's the end of days, mate, is what it is. <laughs> end of days. Horizontals I can deal with. We all get horizontal wrinkles. That's absolutely fine. It's just life, isn't it? You get a crow's feet. 
or even a crow's foot. And it's hor- horizontal. Yeah. You get something on the forehead, horizontal. When you start to get them bisecting <laughs> and going down the face, a little bit like Geoffrey Archer. <laughs> Geoffrey Archer's forehead. It, uh, honestly, mate, I've got one, one there, she points to the corner of her right eye, and one there, she points to the corner of her left eye. Vertical, mate. Are you, are you sure this isn't They're just vertical. what happens when you have a sleep? Sometimes your pillow leaves an impression on your face, mate. Um, no. They're vertical wrinkles. Is there anything? What can you do for a vertical face wrinkle? Lift, full face lift. <laughs> like, uh, like the one where they pull around the back of your head yeah. and to stretch everything. Or like Marlene Dietrich used to do, which was literally just a bulldog clip. Really? Just grab the folds of neck, bulldog clip it round the back, and then put a sort of scarf slash wig on the top. I'm going to resort to that, lads. <laughs> There are going to be some changes in 2018 <laughs> in my attire and in the general quality of my skin. Don't be alarmed. Imagine putting a scarf on mainly to cover the bulldog clip on the back of your neck. <laughs> That's when you know you're going to have an interesting afternoon, eh? I want to see you tap dancing, Bush. I think you'd be very, very dapper. I, it, would either, all right, it would either be the best thing ever, I think. You know when suddenly someone slowly storms on them that they, they love something? It's like, yeah, I'm really getting into this. Yeah. Or if I was bad at it, I think it would might break my confidence forever. Maybe I would lose my love for dance and oh. never dance again. <laughs> like George Michael, he said he was never going to dance again in the, oh, in the video, yes, in the song. he did, he did. So. I'd like to see you in black tie, Bush. We've never been to a do together yeah. that merits you wearing black tie because I think it would suit you very, very well. Oh, that's very nice you say. I'm not too sure. You mean like as in like bow tie, yeah. black tie? White shirt, black dicky bow tie and black jacket slash trouser combo. And that thing that goes around your waist? A cummerbund. Yes. I'd like also to see that. We'll, we'll sort that out. Okay. Right. Podcast time. Lovely. It's got such a good rattle to it, the it's, podcast it's canister. It's Christmassy today, isn't it? Yeah. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Podcast time, it's podcast time, let's open up the thing. Hey. Oh, jingle. <laughs> right. We could release that as our Christmas song. We could do. We go straight in at number one. What's the Christmas song at the moment? Is there a Christmas song that we should all be aware of? Oh, it's that. isn't it going to be that one off the advert with... Oh. Mm. Elbow or whatever. Oh, is it? That thing under the bed. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about it either. That, do you know, this is awful. We know the ad we're talking about, yeah? We do, We yeah. know the ad we're talking about. I don't find it remotely moving. Is it just me? Am I hard-hearted? Have I become jaded? No, do you know what? I feel that as well. I feel like that doesn't do anything for me. But does that make me feel like I'm, the, I'm like Ebenezer... Scrooge. That's it. That's the name of him. I feel a bit like that. Have I become the sort of... <laughs> the sort of, you know, the know-it-all, kind of, oh, we didn't want to do it like that one... Yeah, and maybe you know I mean? me and you are going to be visited by the ghost of Christmas future unless we t- like we change our ways. Oh. Imagine that. I always cry in those ads, Bush, and I've watched that ad a fair few times. Hasn't broken a tear. Wow. Yeah, and he, yeah, it's just a just a monster under the bed, isn't in it? In it, in it, in it. Uh, here's the question: Dressing up pets in outfits, yes or no? No. Fair enough. Melgeo Magic, it's Saturday afternoon. It's winter. We can't deny that now, Bush. It is winter big time. It's certainly just turned up, hasn't it, winter? Yeah, I'm clinging on to my summer coat, which is a thin cord sort of affair, thinking, yep, come on, we can still wear... No way, man. That's not your big coat. I hope that's not your big coat. It's not my big coat, mate. I'm going up into the loft when I get home and I'm going to bring down my winter attire. Can I ask you a question? Do you do that thing where you put your uh, winter clothing or seasonal clothing into a plastic bag and then attach a hoover to it and suck the air out of the thing? I've never done that in my life. But now you say that, I think I probably will. Why do you you attach the hoover, Bushy? It sucks the air out of it. You can vacuum form your own clothing 
uh, into a smaller space and then fit more things in up in the loft. Does that work with any sort of hoover or does it have to be a special hoover? It has to be a special Henry-type hoover with a tube okay, on the end. With a big, with a sucky tube. Sucky tube. Good. Whoa. Now, oh, now, hello, sailor. That, that caught up with us. It did, didn't it? Uh, it is, of course, time for Ledger of Legends, the point of the show where we nominate something in life that doesn't normally get trumpeted about. Yeah, and it needs to be given the platform to get celebrated by the good people of this country. Exactamundo. Now, I was going to say one thing today for the Ledger of Ledge, but having had little Chattingtons before this, yeah. I'm now going to change my mind at the last minute and Ooh. say, for the Ledger of Ledge this week, I would like to put a man slash lady yeah. in black tie. Yes. It's coming up to that time of year. We're all going out for these sort of Christmassy type do's. There may be something smart that you've been invited to that merits black tie. I'm going to put it in the ledge of ledge. Can I just say, Mel, you look fantastic in a kind of black tie type outfit that you did when you hosted Magic at the Musicals. Oh, cheers, You had John. a very cool outfit on there. Thanks, Mel. Also, wearing black tie covers any number of sins. If so, get me Isn't in it? there for Christmas, please. Now, a man slash woman in... <laughs> Black tie. Bush, I'm going to pass it over to you. Consider it done. The venerated ledger of ledge uh, for you to do your little, uh, your amazing drawing. Thank you very much. You may put a cummerbund in if you wish. I leave it up to you to interpret. We'll see what happens, but I think a cummerbund might be standard. Draw it, ledge. I called you ledge. I can't believe it. (laughs) Bush, draw it. Off you go. Uh, It's Mel G on Magic here with the mighty Bush. It is time now for Bush's... Red letter. Hey, 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 hey. Bush, come on, tell us. What day? We know it's Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we know that, but what day is it? Now, as you all know, Mel, for this feature, I search the internet high and low for international days of distinction. (laughs) And normally I've got a few to choose from. Today, there's only one international day today around the world. Really? Uh, And it gives me no room to manoeuvre because it is World Fritters Day. Oh. I kid you not, today is entirely dedicated to fritters. Really? Yeah. If you had to fritter something right now, what would it be? Boom. Cottage cheese. Cottage cheese. <laughs> Cottage cheese fritter. I'd like, what would you fritter? I'd like to fritter a black tie. Oh. I'd like to see a dicky bow just go right down in the hot fat. In a deep fat fryer. In the batter and Ooh. come out in a nice... Oh, oh. Lovely. Like a medallion. Like a medallion. Well, now, let me give you three facts about fritters, Mel. Good, come on. Although very similar to a donut, yeah. it differs in the fact that it requires some base ingredient beyond the dough it's cooked with. Absolutely. So don't get the two confused. Fritter fact number two. Fritters are extremely popular roadside snacks all over South Asia and are commonly referred to as pakoras. Oh, don't even get me started on pakoras. I didn't even know they're part of the same family. It's like a bargee, a oh, pakora. My friend Nira makes the best pakoras in the whole of the Western Hemisphere. I love pakoras. Oh. I love getting the little pakoras you can get from Marks and Spencers right next to when you're at a train station, like a little vegetable ones. Samosas. That's a samosa. Is that different from a pakora? You made the triangle shape, which made me think you were thinking about a samosa. I was thinking about a samosa. That's in a triangle, a spicy vegetable samosa by the station, always. Yes. Always. Oh. Pakora is usually round and globular, but doesn't matter. Carry okay, on well, this is just a learning process for all of us. Final fact, you're going to love this one. Good. The first historical record of the fritter yeah. dates back to 1665. Samuel Pepys, an Englishman who served as a member of parliament during the English Restoration period, and of course he was involved in the fire of London, not literally, noted in his diary that he would be enjoying some fritters before Lent. Spelt F-R-I-T-T-E-R-S. Big time. Samuel Pepys, really? Yes. 
Fritterism. I wonder what they had in their fritters in Elizabethan time. Probably sort of, I don't know, lavender or march pain or something. Yeah, some old-fashioned herbs and stuff. Yes, very, very good fritter facts, my friend. Thank you very much. They've made me hungry. I now need a fritter. Mel G here on Magic with a bit of motivational Madonna there. Bush, what are you doing? I'm just mucking about. I'm really sorry. I feel quite silly today. You're a bit giddy, aren't you? What's going on, man? I think I've not had very much sleep over the past week or so, so I just feel a bit like slightly... Uh, I, when I've taken my daughter to soft play before and then you you're in the, she put her in the back of the car and she's still a bit wired, I feel like that. Dude, that's good, though. Kind it's of crazy. The, it's the early starts, isn't it? I've been doing early starts this week. Yeah. Well, I have to say, Bush, how's your week been? Mel, thank you for asking. My week's been good. My week has been full of Christmas shopping. Oh, good. Not like loads of it, but yeah. I've been thinking about toys. And did you know, I was reading in the paper uh, yesterday, that uh, obviously there's the top 10 Christmas toys, and one toy from our era has made a comeback. Okay? Clackers. It, Is it the clackers? It's not the clackers. Oh, Aren't they on. those little pink things that are on that moon? No, no, that That's, was the clackers. Oh, the clangers. Always the clackers got banned. They were two very, very caustic, hard balls of plastic on uh, either end of a string. Oh, yeah. And you held the string in the middle and sort of dipped it up and down to make the balls clack together. Oh, really? They were banned, yeah, because people get people kept on getting hurt, I think. It's like a little medieval weapon, that, isn't it? Yeah. Is it the pogo stick? It's not a pogo stick. Oh, is it a, uh, is it a stick and a hoop? <laughs> it's not a stick and a hoop. Well, that, well, that, according to my parents, that's what they played with, or that was their Christmas present every single year. <laughs> that and a tangerine. My mum used to get a tangerine. Yeah, we still do that. You still get tangerines? Yeah, in the bottom of stockings. All right, what's the weather like in 1948? <laughs> Uh, but this, do you know what this toy is that's made a comeback? Uh, and I, this is like even taking me right back to the very beginnings of my childhood. Yeah. Stretch Armstrong. Do you know Stretch Armstrong? Who's Stretch Armstrong? Stretch Armstrong is a plastic American uh, superhero. Yeah. And the toy is made out of rubber, so you can stretch his arms and legs really long. And he's straight out of, I think, the late 1970s. And is he... So they've brought him back, and is he called Stretch Armstrong? He's still called Stretch Armstrong. I think he's got, like, a red leotard and a blue pair of underpants over the top, like an old superhero. And if he, with kids, they stretch his arms and legs really long. Uh, but he, weirdly, has just appeared in the top ten Christmas present lists for 2017. I think he was a little bit ahead of my time. Is he 80s, Stretch, or is he 70s? I've just had a look on Wikipedia. Stretch Armstrong first appeared in 1976. Oh, my gosh. He's like a proper old-school toy. And I got it wrong. He hasn't. He doesn't wear an outfit. He's just got a pair of blue underpants on, and you twist his arms around and make him into, like, a weird shape. Uh, but when you've stretched him, does he ping back nicely? He pings back over okay. a period of time. Oh, because that's key. Because if he doesn't, then it's a bit disappointing, isn't it? It's like a one-off Stretch Armstrong. Just chuck him in the bin, get a e new one. Exactly. That can prove expensive. Expensive over the year. And he looks very much like Rocky, the original Rocky from Rocky Horror, doesn't he? He does. He really, really does. He's got the kind of blonde pelt of hair. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and what do you actually do with him? Do you, you sort of... Stretch him and like hand him to your mates. Do yeah, you... you have a go. Does he ping? I mean, if you, if you stretch him and then let him go, does he ping? Or... I don't think he slaps back. I think he just slowly returns to shape. It was, I think probably it was back in an era when that kind of like self-memory rubber was like, whoa, yeah. that, that's like live science. Innovative. Amazing. But like, if they were to bring back a toy from your era, from your childhood, Mel, because yeah. bear in mind, Stretch Armstrong from out of the blue, bang, top 10 Christmas toys that's this year. That's extraordinary. What from your era would come back? Girls would you World. Like? Girls World. Girls World. The, uh, the head um, with the blonde hair and the massive dial at the back that you could dial up and then the bunch on top of the head would get longer and longer. So weird. And my blooming neighbour 
um, Karen, she had a girl's world. My mum was too tight to get me a girl's world. I longed for a ruddy girl's world. I used to go around to Karen's house. I didn't really like her, but I went round all the time just so I could do the dial and get the bunch uh, in and out. It's so weird though, because at the end of the day, it's just like a like a, a disembodied plastic head. Absolutely. Must, there must be loads of girls' worlds in people's lofts that yes. have not been used for 20 odd years. Yes. Imagine finding that on a clear out for a bring and buy sale. Imagine if they all suddenly came alive <gasps> and started singing together in ghostly chorus. That is straight out of a top draw horror movie. That's Mark. a great scene from a horror film, isn't it? It the really girls is. World. Yeah. I am the girls' world. <laughs> And you, you got makeup with them, so you could make them up. You could put eyeshadow oh. on and lipstick and stuff. And they're moving lips. That would be like Anne Boleyn or something yeah. like that. It's just a bit creepy. People always went a bit mad, though, and started using biro on them. Oh, no. And pens. And if you did that, you couldn't rub it off, and you were left like that forever. Oh, that is sad, isn't it? Yeah, I loved a girl's world. Uh, now, Bush. <laughs> As an adult, is it acceptable to have a bobble on your hat? A bobble on your hat. I haven't had a bobble hat since a traumatic experience as a child. We went to um, a like a holiday camp with school when I was about nine. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's young to it, go off to a holiday camp. I know we were quite young kids, yeah. only nine years old, and I was really looking forward to it. But to completely ruin our street cred there, our school, whose uniform was brown and yellow, oh, insisted the worst. terrible, the worst. terrible combination. Look like a banoffee pie. Yeah. Um, they insisted on us having brown bobble hats with yellow bubbles on the top and wearing them all the time so the teachers could tell where we were. So all the other kids, there's hundreds of other school kids, all looking really cool and kind of European and with it on, on trend. And then us lot from uh, Trowbridge turning up in our the brown bobble hats in like July. Oh, I was going to say, what was the time of year? It was July. Oh, we were wearing bobble awful. hats. It was awful. And was it things, was it quite sort of bleak things like kind of orienteering? Abseiling in, in a car park. Horrid. Abseiling down the side of a fast food restaurant in a car park with a bobble hat on. Kill me now. It's awful. <laughs> Do you know what, though? I just went through um, a large shopping centre and they are all the ruddy rage. They are. And it's always bright colours, different colour base to the to the pom-pom on yeah. the top. So the brown and yellow now would be bang on trend, my friend. Do you own any bobble hats? I've got the best bobble hat in the world. Have you? It's got two bobbles. Hey, well, well I thought the rule is with a bobble hat, you have one bobble. That's no, how it works. I got it for Crimbo a couple of years ago. It's all black, black woolly knitted hat with two furry black bobbles on. It makes me feel so jolly when I put it on. <laughs> I think I need one of those in my life. I, I had to take my dad to hospital last Christmas, which yeah. was very unfortunate, but oh. I had my hair was so greasy, mm-hmm. and because I was with him in the hospital, I hadn't been able to wash my hair. It was encased underneath the bobble hat with two bobbles, and I actually got into a hospital bed opposite him in the ward. I was so tired, <laughs> with the bobble hat on, like a tramp. <laughs> it was extraordinary. I'm going to get one. I'm going to yeah. get one. Oh, it's good. It's a bit like Mickey Mouse, one on each side. I love that. It makes you feel jolly. Right. Time to uh, put a nice crisp line down the front of our trousers. Yes, shoulders back. It's time for Tell Mel. Uh, you can ask me anything. Don't expect a nice, soft, soaping reply. Hey, Mel, it's Benny here. My daughter's told me to get on Snapchat, but I don't understand it. What is it? Benny, I have no idea either. What is Snapchat? Who who does it? What is it? Does it involve pictures? Does it involve visuals? I've absolutely no idea. Although I do know that a friend of mine got caught on Snapchat doing something rather naughty with her brassiere and she never did it again. Next. 
Hi Mel, it's Helen. Uh, so I really want to get a budgie, but do people even have budgies anymore? Or is it just something from the 80s? Helen, Helen, Helen. Go to Ricelip. Go to Slough. Go to Bootle. Go to Leatherhead. Go to Hemyock. Go to Paisley, my friend. You will find budgies aplenty. A budgie is for life, Helen, not just for the autumn season. Go get yourself one, teach it to speak, and many, many hours of feathered fun will be yours. Next! Hi Mel, it's Mike. Uh, Last week while I was cleaning my 16-year-old daughter's bedroom, I found her diary. Question is, am I allowed to read it? Oh, Mike. Mike, 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 Mike. Is there a lock on it? If there is, leave be. If there isn't a lock, Mike, get yourself well involved. All sorts of juicy details will come out, I'm sure. Enjoy, Mike. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Hear more jolly old stuff like that every Saturday lunchtime from one on magic. The Mel Gedroyd Podcast.